Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, another one of our pilot season one-shots. Uh, today we are playing the Stargate, uh, I guess the full title actually is Stargate SG-1 role-playing game. Uh, I've been just calling it Stargate RPG, but that's, yeah, looking at the cover of the book now is Stargate SG-1 RPG. Uh, I'm joined today by Mark, Dragon, and Amy. How's everybody doing? Thanks. Yourself? Not bad. Not bad, not bad, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's get straight into it. Who are each of you playing today? So, for this game, I will be playing a flight lieutenant, XRAF, by the name of Douglas Neville, with the nickname of Dougal. Okay. And I, I am playing um, John Tabris, who is a... Was it a flight officer? Yeah, fl I think we said flight, flight officer. Yeah. I think we said flight, flight officer. You said... No, I think um, Mark. I'm the flight the lieutenant. I do the flight lieutenant. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the basically the the baby of the group. As a new <laughs> member to the SG team, who has been who all the secrets. Well, not all the secrets, but the secrets of the gate has been revealed to. So they are fresh faced to this team. Yet to go on a trip through the gate. Yes. Yeah. And I am playing K Na. Uh, they are a Tokra. Um, whose host is uh, formerly enslaved Unas. We're just slamming two <laughs> two origins together for this character. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why not? Uh, the Tokra symbiont needed a new host um, while they were escaping. So. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay then. So that's our uh, characters for this one shot. Uh, let's dive into it. We open our story today on Earth, more specifically in Stargate Command under Cheyenne Mountain just outside Colorado Springs, and even more specifically in the main briefing room where the three of you are sat around a table for your first official mission briefing as a team. Is this the first time you're all meeting each other, would you say? I think so. Yeah? Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, for, for, for tabs, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it's the first time the two of you will have met Kena. Yeah. So it's probably, or definitely for uh, uh, Tabs, the first time seeing an Unus as well. <laughs> Not quite sure what to think. <laughs> uh, well, for those who maybe haven't watched um, the show, um, an Unus is kind of like a big... I don't know how to describe that. What does the book say? Um <laughs> They're a reptilian humanoid. Yeah. They remind me of the dragonborn without horns. That's a good yeah, way of thinking about of. it. Yeah. Yeah. Builds a bit different. Mm -hmm. Um It's probably closer to the the speculative biology with the what if the non avian dinosaurs hadn't gone extinct? Yeah, the whole kind of like head ridges and that is a little bit like mm -hmm. um oh what's that? Uh the the one that the dinosaur that headbutts. The um yeah, yeah, that one. It's they've got that kind of, uh, sort of like that look around the head. I don't know, maybe that's just how they, that's, that's Claw, just how they strike me. hands and feet, fringes. Yeah, um, big claws, horns. Yeah, big chin, big big pointed chins. Yeah, but very uh, yeah, uh, maybe a little bit intimidating to tabs. Then is your first <laughs> first sight of 
something not from Earth, I guess. Yep. Yeah. It's the first alien. Yeah. It's the first alien. <laughs> so yeah, as I say, you are you are all you've all come together in the briefing room. Um, I think you've you've been given a little bit of an idea of what's um, what's happening here, and that is that the three of you are going to be members of the first British-run Stargate team. Recently, the the existence of the uh, the Stargate program has been uh, revealed to the members of the UN Security Council, having been an American secret uh, facility for quite some time. And um, after a lot of political uh, wrangling, is agreed that. Uh, other countries can start running uh, their own teams, uh, obviously liaising with the uh, the Americans, but running their own teams through the gate, um, pooling resources and, and and such as they do. And you three are to be members, as I said, of the first uh, the first UK team, which uh, we're dubbing SGB One, <laughs> which um, every time I think it or say it sounds a little silly, but yeah, that's. <laughs> So yeah, the three of you are seated around uh, the big briefing table, uh, awaiting your commanding officer. You all know vaguely why you're here. You know that you're going to be part of this team. Um, it's a sort of uh, a big, a big opportunity, I think, for uh, well, I guess, I guess all three of you. I was going to say for for Dougal and Tabs, but um, Kena, you have um, you're kind of a little bit more experienced. You're, you're a Tokra. You're from off world, so you've been brought in as a kind of an expert, to say. Dougal's just um, sort of humming quietly to himself. He's taken note of the, um, the Unas next to him. What are you humming? Um, something by the Wurzels. <laughs> I'm just humming um, one of their one of their uh, one of their great hits, and I look at the Unas and I go, "So, do you come here often?" Tabs is just going to sit there and chuckle. <laughs> He thinks it's hilarious. Tina turns her head. To Earth? Recently, yes. What do you think of it? Her eyes flash. It is quite unique. I think you probably wouldn't have left the Stargate command facility on any of your mm. visits. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure if anyone has shown it, but I'm pretty sure that someone would have been like, look at this. Yeah, you would have been He's shown got... like videos and pictures and things and we're like, here's yeah. what the planet's like. But the people don't really know about it, so, you know, we can't yeah, really have you going like outside. You smuggling Unis around. No, no. They'd they'd have stuck you in a room with a, t- with a television and showed, shown you some trash TV. <laughs> pretty much. How this, yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Showing you like, I don't know, like I don't know, like sort of like travel show or something. I guess. But like, here's what the planet's like. <laughs> something to give, like some background on it. Mm. Um, yeah. The Big Brother. Oh God. <laughs> it is quite different from other Tauri worlds. Oh, oh, I know that word. I know that word, Tauri. That's. That's the one they call us, isn't it? It's the, it's, it's the outer space word for Earth. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right, that's right. You look slightly nervous, like officer. Oh, it's the first alien I've met. It's the first time I've I'm I'm going to be going through the the ring thing. 
Stargate. Yeah, yeah, that, that. I'm a bit, it's a bit, I'm a bit, um, yeah, I'm a bit excited, but also slightly terrified. It's, okay. it's, it's new. Hey, it was like that for me the first time I stepped through it. How many times have you been through? Only twice. First time was uh, to see how the, uh, the SG teams operate here, and uh, the second time was a basic reconnaissance mission. Nothing that fanciful went down, but uh, you'll be fine. Walking through the gate, it's like drinking a cool cider, stat while you stood on top of a haystack in a strong wind. Oh, but I don't like cider. Well, then... <laughs> We're going to have a lot of problems. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. I do like a bit of bitter, though. Well, there you go. Replace the cider with a bitter, stand on a haystack and drink it in a strong wind, and that's what it's like going through a gate. So I'm going to be sick. It depends how big your bitter is. Mm. Maybe we should have taken a bitter before we got here. But... Obviously, I'm on duty. That's, that's, never mind, never mind. It's fine, it's fine. What's, what's your name, flight officer? Tabs. Um, well, John Tablas, but everybody calls me Tabs. Pleasure to meet you, uh, Tabs. I'm, Michelle. Uh, I'm, I'm Douglas, Douglas Neville, but uh, people call me Dougal. Uh, and yourself? He now looks over at the youngster. I am Kina. And that's all of you or the wee man inside you? Kina is the Tukra. My host's name is actually surprisingly similar. So we'll just call you Kenya. Alright, cool. Um, pleasure to meet you. Um, uh, welcome to Earth. Thank you. I think at this point, uh, your uh, team leader, who I think each of you will have met at least once, um, Captain Baxter, comes in alongside a man you know to be sort of his boss, uh, the uh, liaison officer between um, the, uh, well, I guess, the RAF posting here and the uh, US Air Force, who's uh, Air Commodore Wilson. Uh, Captain Baxter is a, a man in his, I guess, late 30s, early 40s. Uh, he's got a close-cropped head of uh, light brown hair. Starting to show a few signs of balding, um, though. <laughs> uh, he's got quite a penetrating stare. He, he looks like he means business. Um, I, I guess he looks a little bit like Ross Kemp. <laughs> with he, hair? Yeah, with a little bit more hair. <laughs> Ross Kemp with hair. There we go. Really odd image, considering I can only see him without hair. Yeah, I've been watching too much Bridge of Lies <laughs> recently, and I'm so used to him like full bald. But... If, if you're going with a Ross Kemp template for the guy, just give him a full on mullet, <laughs> just just for the giggles. Do they let mullets happen in the in the Air Force? I don't oh, think they did. No, not a chance. He'd be properly clean cut. Yeah, he, he looks like a, he looks like a younger Ross Kemp with hair. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that, that's Captain Baxter. Um, C Commodore Wilson is uh, a few years older and uh, a little bit balder, I will say. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, you, you will kind of stand up as they come in and um, the Commodore gestures for you all to sit, uh, sit back down at the table and uh, him and the captain both take their own seats. 
The Commodore clears his throat. <clears throat> good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you for coming. I've uh, called this briefing today because we have some good news. Authorization and a destination for your team's first mission through the Stargate. Been a long time coming, uh, so let's get straight to it. Captain? Captain Baxter uh, passes a uh, sort of briefing pack, briefing folder to each one of you and uh, also fires up. I was about to say overhead projector, but that implies the, the thing <laughs> like we had at school. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it fires up like a sort of uh, slideshow projector thing. <clears throat> Your mission will be a straightforward initial reconnaissance. The planet you'll be going to has been designated P91412. You'll be the first team from the SGC to set foot on it, but uh, a series of unmanned drone readings have been acquired over the past two days, following the first gate dial-in last week as uh, part of the search for potential sites for an off-world base. Conditions on the planet are, as far as we can tell, a little less than ideal. Uh, we're looking at below freezing temperatures during the day cycle, which drop further to a completely unlivable level at night. Not exactly a good choice for an outpost, I'm sure you'll agree. However, the drone flights have picked up signs of a structure, not far from the gate itself, which warrants investigation. That's where your team comes in. Any any questions at this stage? Well, regarding this chilly planet we're going to be visiting, are there any indications of life presence around the, uh, the probe site? Not directly, no, but the presence of structures implies that it was inhabited at one time or another, if not currently. Dougal just, um, takes it on board and then makes a, a face as if to say, Interesting, interesting. Still taking guns, he says in his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think you'll be leaving the guns behind it, just in case. No, I've, I've I've seen this show more often than not to realise you never you never don't take a gun through the Stargate. Yep. <laughs> um, John's gonna just like pipe up um, and 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 if we um, have a, a, a first contact situation, sir. That is why I'm here. Right. Awesome. And Kena looks over to the superior officers and kind of bows her head slightly in apology for jumping in. That's uh, perfectly fine, Kainar. Uh, in, in fact, I want to thank you once again for agreeing to serve as our off-world expert on this team. Uh, we would ideally like to keep things as peaceful as we can, but uh, the fact is we don't know what you all might run into out there, and uh, any expertise you can contribute will be invaluable. I'm sure you've all read some of the American mission reports and... Uh, well, we can't rule out that there might be some kind of trouble waiting for you. Uh, there often seems to be for them. Well, well, they are a bunch of cowboys at times, sir, aren't they? Well, I couldn't possibly comment on our uh, friendly allies here who are hosting us, but... Um... Just a bit of banter, sir. Yes. Just a bit of banter. Yeah. Might be an idea to keep the banter low, as a few of them might be in the next room. They know I'm joking, sir. They know I'm joking. Yes, well... You know what Americans are like. Different sense of humour. I think that O'Neill bloke's got quite a good sense of humour about him. Ah, had a chance to meet the Colonel then, have you, Lieutenant? Uh, down at the locker room, he, he said hello when I turned up. Uh, we had a bit of a chat, and he made a very funny joke about Alabama and uh, goats, as I recall. But, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Well, uh, glad to hear you're, uh, you're all getting along. 
Any other questions at this stage about the mission before we move on? Uh, I do have one question. So what's the, uh, what's the time window on the mission? How long do you expect us to need on the planet? Given the planet's conditions, this mission will have a particularly short time frame, as we can't risk you getting caught out there after dark. We estimate that from the planned arrival time, you'll have just over four hours to complete your initial reconnaissance of the area and return to the gate before temperatures reach dangerously low levels. So that'll be your hard time limit. Understood, sir. Your iris codes will be locked out after the standard 48-hour window, but if you're on the planet anywhere near that long, then something will have gone seriously wrong. Don't worry, sir. We'll remain in contact. Glad to hear it. Well, if there's nothing else, I'll just wish you all good luck, and I'll leave you in Captain Baxter's capable hands. See you all in the gate room at 1100. He, uh, he gathers up his folder and, uh, and leaves the room, uh, leaving you with Captain Baxter. Alright, uh, looking forward to working with all of you. Should be an interesting trip for our first mission. And as the first UK team, I want everything done properly. Let's set a good example and prove we're just as good, if not better, than the bloody Yanks. Tabs straighten up. Yes, sir. Yeah, aye. Definitely. Aye, sir. Okay, we've got a couple of hours before we head out. I want double checks on all your equipment before then. Uh, the last thing we want is something to break down in such harsh conditions. Should go without saying we'll be deploying in winter gear for this mission also, so keep that in mind. Okay, I need to have uh, another word with the Commodore before we do anything else, so I'll uh, meet you all in the armory as soon as possible. Dismissed. And he steps out of the room. Okay, we should get our gear all together then. Um, snow, sh snow stuff, you said, didn't uh, Yeah, expecting winter gear. So um, you've, got, you've got a bit of time to kind of get kitted out, really. Um, it wasn't like a meeting, you know, briefing and then straight down to the gate. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so uh, this is the point then where I'll, I'll sort of let you um, tell me if there's anything specific you want to bring. We, we've uh, you know, obviously out of character done this a little bit in Frontier, um, but with the, with it in mind that it's you know going to be sort of winter, um, you know winter winter gear. Um, is there anything specific that you think oh, I might might grab one of those as well just to bring with me? Um, we we can be I'm fairly sort of fairly open with this. I'm not going to outlaw many things, I think. Um, Prob probably be a good idea if we're going into wintry conditions, depending on how long we're there, be good to have flares of some kind. Mm-hmm. Just mm -hmm. to if, no if nothing else, once we can plant on the ground to illuminate the area we're in. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I would look at it is it would be to say, you've got all your basic kit, all your, your weapons and the things you would have with you regularly, you will still have with you. It's just... If there's anything that strikes you now as like a, oh, you know, it might be a, might be a good idea to specifically name that as a thing that you're bringing. I'm, I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna take um, some kind of like the rechargeable heat packs. Mm-hmm. While Unas and Tokra are pretty hardy, Unas are still reptilian. Yeah. And um, yeah, that I'm in my head at least they yeah. are. Mesothermal. So take take all the coats. If needed. Take all the coats with the fluffy hoods. You could like <laughs> for the Unas. <laughs> we could almost say that you could you could put a bit of like kind of um, under a coat, put like combat webbing on, and just put heat packs in that to kind yeah. of keep your body warm as you go. Yeah. Heat pack in the jock strap might help. 
I mean, AJ's I, got nothing to I say. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to add to that, to be honest. Tabs is going to take a, a Swiss Army knife mm-hmm. as extra because that just, in my head, you're like, Swiss Army knife, that's handy. Multiple tools. Yeah. I mean, I think you'd already have like a kind of multi tool thing and, uh, yeah. and like a knife and stuff, but like it doesn't hurt to have like your own personal pen knife. That, or not just pen knife, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I'll, uh, Dougal's going to take, um, as I said, some flares and um, probably going to take uh, some, he's going to take a pair of um, the wide goggles, keep his eyes shielded. Mm hmm. I imagine we'll all have goggles. Yeah, I think yeah. we probably all. I think we yeah we could we could kind of fold goggles into just the idea the general concept gear. of winter gear. Yeah. Mm. yeah, not sure what else they could take actually. Yeah, because um, it's an alien planet as well, so we're not really sure. Well, yeah. To be honest, most most of our like even the basic kit will have things for dealing with different temperatures. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Our weaponry wouldn't be affected by the cold, would it? Let's say Earth no. Weaponry? No. no. Okay. Um, just, uh, I, I, no, I couldn't have thought it would be. I, I don't think no, we need to get into that. One. Yeah. <laughs> um, what weaponry has um, Kana got? Whole arm. Whole arm. And her claws. And her claws. There it is. Yeah. Look I think I'm going to have my standard. I'm going to have my full loadout with me, so the shotgun, the sidearm, and my um, blade. Got my knife thing. Because I haven't got your um, sheet, Amy. What have you got in the way I of guns? Have, I have my sidearm, and I have a P90. Okay. And cool. my long arm. Good, cool. You picked the cool rifle. I did pick the cool rifle. <laughs> <laughs> We take, do we want to take a zap with us? Uh, it's up to you. To if you want to take one, you do have access to a few of them. Might be a good idea to take a zap, Nicotel. If we need yeah. to recharge some some people, yeah. yeah. Though, though I think Dougal should take it because um, Tabs will not have a... Tabs will shoot himself. <laughs> I mean, I feel <laughs> I like... I could see it happening. Yeah, but we, still, we also need Dougal to be able to move. Yeah, and scout head. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it then. Okay. I feel like Tabs, you're kind of underselling yourself a little bit. Like you're kind of new, aren't you? But like you've mm. been through basic training, and presumably you've been picked to be on this team because you're pretty, you know, yeah. you decided to be. Still bad. nervous. Still yeah. nervous. <laughs> I would hope you'd have been told what Zach Nicotels do mm-hmm. at this point, because if you shot yourself three times, that's like well. Where you just, just you can't shoot yourself you three times. You t- yeah, that would be that would have to be a a natural one. Yeah. Well, because you'd be knocked out by the Each first time. one. How are you then continuing to fire at yourself <laughs> if you're um, dead on the second one, disintegrated on the third one? That's a fair point. If you're unconscious, yeah, you probably wouldn't be able to pull the trigger on yeah. yourself again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got that added to my uh, loadout. Cool. As a weapon, but I don't think. I don't think we need to use it as a weapon. It's just going to be like a tool for getting electrical charge. Otherwise, it'd be a bit overpowered, wouldn't it? What do you mean? I'm going well, to... In the fact that one shot stun, two shot kill, if you if someone rolls really, really well, it, it does feel a bit overpowered. I mean, 
you're holding a shotgun. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, but the shotgun has the ability to spray far and wide and actually miss. I don't think it's overpowered. It's just a, it's a gun you have access to. I think it's, yeah. Bear in mind that if this is an RAF group that is working with the Americans, it will be all the guns with the highest firepower. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. So, um, and certainly any of the Tokrar Goa'uld weapons are. Um, yeah, I mean the t- the Tokra yeah. use dats and staff weapons like mm-hmm. like anyone That's does. True. I mean, no, it, put it on there as weapons because it's a weapon, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am going to have Kena take like a collapsible shovel. Sure. Yeah. Because archaeology, Good snow. Idea. Yeah. I have dug too many times <laughs> in grim weather. Yes. The thing with the Unas is, I think, uh, well, I was about to say, I don't think you, you know, you're going to need knee pads because I think they've got kind of bony knees. But then in all the artwork here, they are wearing knee pads. They're all so, covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good good idea. Shuffle. Um, so if that's everything that you guys wanted to add to your gear, we are going to, I think, jump forward to you all congregating in the uh, in the gate room. The uh, the four members of the team, that's uh, the three of you and Captain Baxter, uh, congregate at the foot of the ramp. You're all well kitted out in winter gear. I don't know whether we're... Uh, uh, we're all sort of picturing that kind of, like, white snowsuit type yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the look. Um and uh, but yeah, all, all geared up. It's a little hot in here <laughs> to be wearing all that, but like it's better to put it on now before you go through the gate than afterwards. Um, tabs, is this a, it's your first time in the gate room? I know you haven't been through the gate before, but I'm, I'm presuming you would have come in and taken a look, or somebody would have given you the option of like taking a look. Now you've been sort of stationed here. Oh yeah, like, I've probably had like been given a tour and like yeah, had seen it from the the actual like command desk like opening and mm. doing the whole cycle and being just like that's cool yeah you would have that's... seen a, a team another team going off on, on stuff yeah. or coming back you, you've seen it in operation sort of thing and it, yeah. it I guess it blew your mind a little bit <laughs> it, it's still blowing his mind he's just like this is just oh, a few weeks ago I was it, there was one world it was our world and now a week later, there's a whole galaxy of folks, and there's a big empire of snake heads invading. And uh, yeah, this is my life now. Cool. <laughs> right. Okay. How does it feel, like Officer Tabs, to realize that science fiction just got a hell of a lot more real? I feel like I'm in War of the Worlds, if I'm honest. I'm expecting a tripod, but I know not to expect a tripod. Well, sorry to disappoint, I ain't seen no tripods just yet, but I've seen a fair few things look like TIE Fighters. Oh, uh... Well, like Star Wars. Yeah, close enough. Seriously. Seriously. You'll do fine. Once you go through the gate the first time, it gets a lot easier. Right, um... Take it one step at a time. One big step. Commodore Wilson's voice comes over the uh, the sort of tannoy from the control room. It says, uh, 
SGB-1 ready to deploy. Baxter gives him a thumbs up. And uh, the gate mechanism starts spinning. It's making a lot of noise. There's the steam coming off of it, and it doesn't look at you know this is this is how it runs. You know, you know having seen it before, but it's actually being in the gate room as it's doing it. It's it's a lot noisier than you thought it was going to be. You kind of you didn't realise quite how much soundproofing and, <laughs> and that was it on the the windows between. As you're all kind of standing there preparing yourselves, uh, there's the remote controlled uh, MALP thing next to you as well. I know it's like a. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a like a little robot cart thing <laughs> um, that has a lot of extra gear on it. Uh, well, it's, it's where majority of you. It's got like storage bays and things and sensors and stuff on it. The four of you kind of form up around the map, all sort of making last-minute checks of all your gear as the uh, gate runs through the final stages of its dialing sequence. Uh, glancing back, you can see all of the technicians hard at work uh, through the, the glass into the control room, and uh, Commodore Wilson standing just on the other side of the glass, actually, uh, watching the gate spin up. Captain Baxter gives all of you one last reassuring nod before turning back just in time to see the last Chevron engage and the Stargate activate. The room is filled with a sudden explosion of light as it forms into a stable wormhole through space. And even those of you who've been through the gate before and have seen it however many times you've seen it, can't help but be impressed as you always are. Captain Baxter gives you a couple of seconds, um, sort of looking at it before leading the way. So, alright then, let's move out. And he begins leading the way up to the top of the steps. He not immediately follows. Tab's gonna go after her and just like, alright, um, experience in front of me, experience behind me, good stuff. Be fine. Baxter stops at the top of the ramp. Um, right, Dougal, you're the scout, go first. <laughs> I am indeed stepping forward. Okay. Here we go. And yeah, Tab's, you watch as Dougal disappears through the, uh, sort of rippling blue surface and uh, yeah he's gone oh oh it's just like that is it okay here we go and he steps through <laughs> just like just goes for it <laughs> <laughs> okay you step forward into the gate it's a strange feeling it almost feels like you're being torn apart at every level. It's not painful, but you just have this overwhelming sense of being sort of spread out while travelling at immense speed. You lose all sense of time. It could be minutes that pass, it could be a fraction of a second. But suddenly, you're through. And you find yourself in a raging blizzard. Whoa. Whoa. He's gonna brace himself for a few minutes in the snow just letting his mind just collect for a second and then look immediately for uh, Dougal real quick though yes. um, can I get a <laughs> constitution saving throw from you <laughs> I think because it just gets your first time I don't think I need one from the others yep 
13. 13, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're feeling a little bit queasy, but, um, yeah, you're, you're generally okay. You feel like, well, okay, that, it was, it was, it's something that you've never been through before, and it felt, you feel like you've just gotten off of, like, an hour on a roller coaster. Yep. Yeah, his stomach has, like, gone sideways, and he's not quite been able to, like, write it back again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, he's just gonna, oh, 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 right, Dougal, where are you? Um, gonna the, scout uh, about. The mouth trund- trundles past you down the ramp from the gate. I take it, Kana, and you, you, you'd followed on as well. Yes. Okay. At that point, um, Dougal just steps up from just behind Tab's pats on the pack quite suddenly and says like a bitter in a strong breeze I told you Jesus don't do that it'll take me a minute I'll be fine Fine. Uh, you'll get used to it don't worry too much alright cheers anyways welcome to your first alien planet Dougal just gestures out with the arm that doesn't have a weapon held in it. Tab's just gonna look at him and go, it's a bit nippy. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit of an understatement. It was a full-on snowstorm happening all around <laughs> you. It's like, the wind is up and visibility is very short. It's kind of dark as well. It's not like your daytime and visibility is poor. It, it's, it's like you're sort of in... Like you, 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 the snow around you is being lit up by the lights on the on the map and um, and that, but it's it's kind of like you're in a blizzard at night time, and it's a very uncomfortable situation. You're you're kind of having to raise your voice over the uh, over the wind a little bit as, as you're kind of talking to each other. And um, Baxter steps down from the gate, says into his radio, "Everyone full and accounted for, SGC. See you in four hours." Gets a quick response you know you don't really hear over your own radio and uh, the gate shuts down plunging you all pretty much into this sort of swirling freezing ice darkness <laughs> all around you Baxter sort of I say raises his voice a bit right let's get to work see what we can see hi sir take it we're just going to move out then yeah Information. He's brought up a sort of pad thing on his um, his wrist just to double check things. He says, "Lidar said uh, structures were within a hundred meters directly across from the gate, but uh, I don't know what there is in terms of cover between there and here. So let, let's stay uh, stay sharp." I think at this point, Kena is going to activate one of the heat sources because mm-hmm. this is definitely cold enough for it. Yeah, it's very cold. Um, um, I'd say it's below freezing. Just do a, a double check that she's got full mobility. Mm-hmm. And then looks round. Let's go. Yes, ma'am. Um, he's good. is just going to follow follow you because you seem not to know what you're doing and we're going to be going in the same direction. So it's like, I'm going to follow experience, keep an eye out as best I can for any danger. The um the the ground seems to be pretty solid, although there's kind of blowing drifts of snow. It's not like you're kind of stepping into like mm. you know you don't immediately you don't immediately like sink up to your knees or anything like that. But there, there is a lot of snow on the ground. But it's, it's sort of blowing around. 
the ground is solid. You're, you're able to keep your footing. It's kind of like a, you would guess maybe like a rocky surface or something like that. But yeah, mm. I'm just I'm just saying there's a lot of snow blowing around and it's maybe slightly impeding your progress. I would say, and uh, yeah, it's sort of you find it as you as you're kind of kind of slowly working your way across. Um, the easiest thing to do is to kind of shine your um, torches kind of at the ground to get a little bit of bounce light rather than sort of ahead of you because you, as, you, mm. as you're shining ahead of you it's just picking up all the snow that's flying directly in front of your faces and it's you know not actually making it easier to see anything but yeah as you, as you kind of make your way away from the gate can I get per- perception checks from, from each of you 12 yeah I forgot the spell 12 from Dougal <laughs> I see nothing <laughs> no not with a 5 probably not What's <laughs> Nice. 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 Okay. Nice, nice, Una. So. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, you're kind of as a group, kind of picking your way forward. Um, and uh, Kana, you notice before anybody else does the sort of as your eyes kind of adjust to the gloom, you're able to kind of start as you're as you're looking around, discounting the the flurries of snow that are blowing into your face every couple of seconds or so um, you're able to see even though it's kind of it's pretty dark out you don't think it's really kind of it's not night this is more kind of like the, the fury of the storm is kind of darkening things so there is a little bit of kind of background daylight and you start to see these large shapes kind of looming up out of the the gloom kind of at a, at a bit of a distance around you um, but what you start to see uh, as you get closer and closer to where um, Captain Baxter sort of said that structures should be located is a um, kind of two-story structure of some sort which looks to have you know, not, it's not the biggest of things um, but it, it does sort of seem to be kind of built into the side of some gently sloping ground going up so you would guess it's some kind of entrance way but far in the background is the unmistakable shape of a pyramid. Okay. Uh, so Kena will hold out an arm to indicate everyone to stop. Gesture for everyone to come in closer so that we can speak to each other. Mm. Without, I mean, it's unlikely sound will carry. Yeah. What is, Still. What is it, Kena? Yes. There is a pyramid. This is or was a wild planet. Exercise extreme caution. Itoka have no record of habitation on this planet. We could be walking into almost anyone. You feel at this point, you've taken, you know, it's taking you a few minutes to kind of walk across away from the gate and that. Though the wind is actually now, now you've kind of stopped and are sort of huddling together. You start to feel that the wind is easing a little bit. There's still definitely a snowstorm going on, but it's not quite as bad as it was. At this point, the rest of you are able to kind of look up to where Kana was sort of indicating, and it's it's tough. It's a little dark still and everything, but um, yeah, you you can sort of see this looming shape, kind of in the, I guess middle distance. Really, I was. <laughs> I was trying to, think how it would be but um it's, it's not in the distance it's definitely kind of you're heading towards it but it's uh, it's it's a large structure but it does a, a, as your vision starts to clear a little bit 
something kind of strikes you as a little odd about this pyramid, and that is that it, compared to say like the Great Pyramid, and uh, ones that you've sort of seen uh, through briefing materials that the the gold have, have kind of built on other planets, this one, it almost looks unfinished. Like the the, the top looks like it's kind of at a slight, not angle, but like it it doesn't look like it's been kind of fully finished off. And and Kano, you would you would kind of this this would strike you more than the others because um obviously you've had much more experience with gold structures and um, yeah this one it's definitely it's definitely kind of looks like what you think it is but it, it almost looks like a a not quite pristine uh, pyramid I would say something is wrong with it you define wrong finishing and capping stones for the top third are missing. I know those they sometimes use them as platforms for their ships, don't they? Could it have came off when it took off? Impact damage is possible. Yeah, or it crashed, yeah. It's possible. It also may not have ever been finished. Chased off before they were able to completely gain control? We shall see once we're closer. I'd advise keeping as low as possible, Captain, on the approach. Can I, um, perceive any kind of cover any vegetation or structures we can use to conceal ourselves on the um, way there I guess I think make another perception check uh, I, I was going to go with the one you just did but then that, that was a kind of general check to see if you know see if you could kind of see, see the general shapes through the storm so if I could get a more specific one a five okay no I mean no you don't see a lot <laughs> say, the, uh, the storm is still a little bit you know the blizzard is still a little bit raging it's not as bad as it was, but it's it's still a bit bleak out here, I should say. <laughs> yeah, but not with the five, you, you can't really make out any uh, anything no. else that in, in the direction you were going. Um, it's, it's either that, or I didn't pick up the winter goggles, and I got welder's goggles instead, and everything's just dark. That's, I mean, look. <laughs> it, I'm not going to make you have made that mistake, because I feel like you're, <laughs> as a scout, like, if that's a mistake that you're making... You're, I shouldn't be a scout. You shouldn't be a scout. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're a terrible scout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah You're having no, a little no. bit too much cider. Yeah. Who are too much Baileys on the special K? <laughs> You've changed from cornflakes to special K, then. Oh, it depends <laughs> on the time of year, AJ. Sometimes it's cocoa depends pop. when he's on his diet. <laughs> exactly. It sometimes it's special K. Sometimes it's cocoa pops. Sometimes it's honey nut Cheerios. That's quick if you want to treat yourself. Hey. Oh, Nesquik and Bailey's, you give me an idea. Oh, that sounds, that sounds awful. Oh, God. It sounds awful. I've, d- I've just never it? been a Bailey's guy. Like, no, it just same. I, th- yeah. I think it's absolutely vile. It's grim stuff. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't really see any extra cover between uh, where you're standing and uh, sort of smaller structure that um, is supposed to be up ahead. But as I say, visibility out here is kind of low anyway. 
So if you wanted to, if you wanted to be kind of keeping it a little bit low as you're heading forward, I would need some stealth checks. Oh my god. For a scout, I'm terrible. Oh, you're not doing well. Three. No, I'm not. Do you have anything to add to that? It's a plus dex. I mean, it's not going to make it great, but like... Plus dex, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah um, stealth is a dex skill. Plus one, four. You're, you're a plus one for that. <laughs> Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, Tabs is doing all right. Tabs is like on his toes, just being like ready to bounce and run. Head, head on a swivel. Like, yeah. get, like ready to grab whoever to like leg out of there. <laughs> I A two. Okay. That's... How is the new guy the most stealthy? I should probably roll one for. I will roll one for Captain Baxter. Jesus. <laughs> oh. Okay, so just for clarification, then. So these stealth rolls. Just were, as bad as me. We got a. We got a. a well, a four technically for um, for Dougal. Um, we have a seventeen for Tabs, a two for Kana, and a three for Captain Baxter. <laughs> so off to a good start here on the the first mission, but. I mean, this is the thing with skill checks. You guys think you, you know, you, you think you're doing okay. It's, <laughs> there's nothing to trip over or anything like that, and you are out in a storm. But um, yeah, okay. That's just good, good to know. Good to know. So, yeah, but the you, rest of them stick out like a sore. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. You're able to kind of, I don't know, move forward a little bit more stealthy. I don't know. Maybe it's the nervous energy of like your, your I'm, first I'm trip. Just, I'm just finding all the nice little nooks as we're going along. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. The idea that Tabs is doing a, you know, the, the classic cartoon character tiptoeing action. <laughs> or you guys think that at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think uh, you, you don't like you're not like tripping over things and making a lot of noise. You're just maybe not quite being as stealthy as you would like um, in general. As you're kind of, I, I guess we could say almost that like as you're kind of trying to make your way forward, you get like more snow flurries in the face and you're sort of having to swipe it away. And you, you know, there's a lot of unnecessary movements maybe happening that would hamper your stealth ability i guess <laughs> but yeah as you uh, as the the four of you make your way forward you you quickly find yourselves into the shadow of um as i said this sort of two-story building um that uh, that kana uh, noticed earlier it looks to be made of uh, made of a stone of some sort as you, as you get kind of closer and you're able to kind of shine your your torches on it a little bit and it looks like there's a pair of columns Kind of flanking a uh, a doorway, which is uh, a pair of double doors that are basically the, almost the height of the building that are the currently closed. The the doors look to be made of the same stone material. There's a small ramp going up to them as well. You're able to kind of get a little bit out of the wind in the shadow of these columns as well. I will say. Does this look familiar to me? Um, I guess what would this be? I think this would kind of work as a science thing because you're kind of working in with archaeologist. So yeah, I think uh, do a do a science check for me. You have advantage on this as well. Twenty three. Okay, I, I've, I've, I'll say no. You probably don't need the advantage. Um, <laughs> if you do it, you can do it if you want. See if you get a natural twenty. But That's it's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. This is this looks to be very familiar sort of style of architecture and that. Um, this is sort of kind of it's a little bit out of fashion now but this was uh kind of gold architecture from a couple of thousand years ago that was kind of in fashion for like um 
official buildings and well for all wide variety of things anyway but the sort of the the styling on the columns and um and, and everything is, is sort of yeah it's very familiar to you as um and that along with the, the pyramid it, it's screaming at you for like well this was built by you know you know who this was built by mm-hmm. kind of thing um as i say not not in recent styling though this was maybe hmm, maybe about 4,000 years old, this kind of particular type of architecture. Some of the details around the column and that are like, okay, we don't really do things like this anymore. Mm-hmm. In fact, actually, if any of the, the rest of you had been to... It, it does look... It looks like sort of ancient Egyptian columns, I will say. That, that's from sort of layman's point of view, the, the, the humans, that's, that would be your immediate view. But yeah... Kena specifically, this is, yeah, you recognise this as a particular from a particular period. This style is, well, to you, old. Hmm. I've not seen this used for several thousand years. It's possible that this place was abandoned, or. But it's unlikely to have had no remodeling. Perhaps too badly damaged. We shall see. And she runs a claw down one of the columns as she's talking. Yeah. It doesn't like leave a mark or anything. You're not just like defacing it. No, um, no. It's just a. Unless you want to. Massively, just in case there is anything that might hear it. No, I mean it's still quite loud out here. Um, okay. But yeah, you just kind of yeah, it it seems solid. When you say this dates back several thousand years, are you saying that this dates back to the period when the Gaul first turned up and abducted humans from Egypt? Does this date back to the time of Ra? I read that file. Not that old. It would be... Middle Kingdom. After the Goa world took Tauri to other planets. Maybe this was a receipt site for those they abducted. And like you say, they just abandoned it one day when they didn't have any use for this planet anymore. Like a port. Exactly. Possibly the planet proved to be less hospitable than hoped. Captain Baxter sort of puts in, oh, it doesn't seem very hospitable now. No, sir. Should we get these doors open? Yes, sir. Let's give you a hand. Are there any levers on the door or are they just like flat surfaces that you see me pushing? They're just kind of flat, but there's seam up the middle you can sort of get her fingers in can Kena sense if there's any like active tech that she can use um like, what, in the, in the door system? or something that's a very good question um uh I guess this would be some kind of this would be like an engineering check I think yeah so yeah Tab's had 11 on the strength <laughs> Baxter had 8 um <laughs> So there's a lot of struggling against the door and they're not really budging. 
I think. They've not quite got it yet. No, and also they might be a little bit frozen. Six on the engineering. Um, it's tough to tell. I mean, this is... There's no, like, kind of obvious control panel things. I mean, then mm. the ghoul tend to kind of... That stuff gets a little bit hidden away behind blocks and things. Yeah. Um, and just... It, in the, not strong enough. Yeah, just in the general kind of situation and, um, and like, sort of with how old this is, you're having trouble kind of finding, like, a... You know, any, any signs of that active in, in this. In which case, Kena will go over and lend her strength to the doors. Okay. So I guess this would just be yeah, be th- athletics, I think. Athletics? <laughs> wow, okay, it's another five. We are <laughs> wow, I have used all my good rolls for the yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> the dice bar ha- gift gives and yeah, she takes it. It's not, it's not on our side tonight. Dice Can, bar. um, can do can Dougal try something? Sure. What do you want to try? Right. So good. Okay. So Dougal walks up behind the group and says, "Can I suggest you all stand back? I've got an idea." And he reaches for the Zatnikatel he picked up from the armory, <laughs> and I'm going to okay. shoot the doors once. Sure. One pull of the trigger, and see if the electrical charge unsticks the door somehow. Okay. So you uh, you pull the Zatnikatel out and it, it sort of it activates, does that sort of scorpion tail thing where it pops up, which seems... I love that. Yeah. Ching. It's got a good sound effect Ching. to it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everybody sort of stands back and uh, you, you fire it at the door and uh, the blast sort of radiates... Sorry? Am I going to roll for this? Or? Yeah, roll to, roll to see if you hit the door. Okay. I would hope so, because it's right in front of me. Well, you never know. We've not been rolling well. 16? Yeah, you hit the door. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, it probably wasn't that difficult. <laughs> no, it wasn't, but, like, look, the way we've been rolling... <laughs> you could have hit me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it wouldn't have been the best... Look, I was going to say it would have been the best start, but, like, look, we haven't been rolling well. Um, yeah, you hit the door. Um... The energy kind of it sort of dissipates around like where where you hit and kind of spreads out a little bit, but there's not really any and not there's not any movement from the door from that. No. Okay. So after the energy dissipates, uh Uber says Right, try now. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll all do an athletics check again. <laughs> I'll join in as well if you like. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah, that's all. Four, I think all four of us should try again. Oh, that's better. <laughs> twenty-one. Natural Yay. twenty. Natural twenty. Okay. Well, <laughs> so I can't confirm whether or not that that, that Nikto had any effect, but oh, um, come on. Okay, I'll been... confirm it did not have an effect, <laughs> but just get, just having that extra time to kind of limber up and get the door open uh, did help. You shot an electrical charge into a giant block of stone. It didn't really help, but <laughs> but it gave everybody the um, the confidence to try again. Well, that's that's just a branch to pull rustic thinking, you know. So it don't work. Shove electric charge through it. That works they, on my that's, tractors. A, that's how they do it in Barnstable, is it? No, we do it in B Town. Oi, oi! I tell you what, the, this storm we walked into it's so cold. It's like Boss Castle in midwinter. You've got Google Maps open. 
No, I know Boss Castle is in the West Country. Yeah, I know. We're just picking. I've been there in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely place, but don't go there in midwinter. It is fucking freezing. Okay. So yeah, with with a lot of effort then, and between the four of you, perhaps bolstered by the that Nicotel shot. Who knows? Um, (laughs) You manage to slowly pull the doors open far enough that you can um, you can get inside. Alright, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday, uh, June the 8th, for the next part of this uh, Stargate one-shot, and we hope you'll all join us for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us at pretendingwithdice.com. There's uh, links on there to all of our social media pages, our Discord server, our merch store, our Ko-Fi page, and uh, much, much more. Uh, so yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.